This morning I'd like to explore a topic around awareness and around the third yogi job of learning to sustain awareness. And the thing I'd like to explore this morning is seeing how we can learn about sustaining awareness by recognizing when we lose awareness. So we can actually take an interest in how, when, where our awareness gets lost when we we go into these spaces where we are not mindful. And again, just as a reminder, um, the instructions might be interpreted as something to do, but they can also be understood as a description of things you might be able to recognize, as opposed to something to particularly do. So just that's just a reminder. So as you begin to recognize when you lose awareness, you can... Uh, what what the mind can do with that, what the mind can start to do with when we recognize that we lose awareness, is get interested in the getting lost. Not to try to fix it, not to try to uh, stop that, but to see if we can have the awareness actually uh, arrive into, open up into the space, the spaces, the states, the activities in which we tend to get lost. So, for example, I'll get, go through a variety of things, of different things that we might get lost in. Sometimes we get lost in activities. We get lost in bathing or washing dishes or uh, going to the bathroom or being in our dorms or tents. So, you know, just the activity itself seems to be a place where we go into a black hole of mindfulness. We, we just go in there and can't come out. So there's almost a habit. Like we go to our room and it's like we close the door and it's like phew, mindfulness goes. Doesn't count here. <laughs> so um, sometimes we can see this. It's not, it's not so much that we recognize that we, we're, we've lost awareness in the midst of the lostness. But we wake up at some point, right? I mean, mindfulness returns. It returns spontaneously. And we, uh, in retrospect, can begin to take an interest in, are there patterns around my getting lost in terms of activities? So you might notice frequently, for example, that you tend to wake up as you're leaving your room. It's like, okay, you know, was I mindful in my room at all? You know, just, just reflect a little bit. What, what, whether there was awareness there and whether there seems to be a pattern around getting lost around certain activities. So being interested in um, activities. So for myself, for example, now, now again, just a, a state to state, it's not that you want to uh, uh, avoid those activities necessarily, there might be activities in which you, you get lost at home, for instance, watching television, which you might want to avoid. But here on retreat, I think most of the activities we can um, take an interest in, can I learn to wake up in that activity 
as opposed to, well, I get lost there, so let me avoid that activity. So it's, what I'm interested in exploring here is how to wake up in the areas where we typically lose awareness. So from my own practice, an example, um, on one retreat, I found myself waking up, staring at myself in the bathroom mirror. This happened a lot. And I'd be like, wow, <laughs> here I am. And I didn't even you know, know I was, you know, gonna look in the mirror, you know, it's like, I, I, I would just find myself staring in the mirror, and I got curious about this, you know, what's going on, and so I got interested, you know, I'd go into the bathroom, it's like, okay, at some point, I'm probably going to find myself staring, so I even set the intention going into the bathroom, can I notice when I look into the mirror, not that I wanted to not look in the mirror, but just to at least be aware that I was, you know, I would find, just gazing at myself in the mirror, it's just so bizarre, <laughs> obviously some kind of habit. So walking into the bathroom, I'd set the intention. And for quite a long time, I'd still just find myself gazing at myself in the mirror. You know, it's just like, just keep trying. Just keep being interested in exploring it. At some point, I noticed while I was washing my hands, the intention to look up. And at that point, I could be mindful of the looking at myself in the mirror and not get lost in it. And I didn't particularly actually need to look at myself in the mirror. That was another thing that I recognized. So, you know, it's like I look at myself in the mirror and then, okay, I don't need to do that anymore. (laughs) My face doesn't have any dirty spots on it, so I can leave now. Uh, So again, the the interest here, take an interest in exploring, can you wake up into the areas where you tend to get lost? Then there might be states of body in which you get lost. One for me, um, where maybe not I don't get lost in this, I mean, it's not necessarily that I get lost in the state of pain, but when there is pain in the body, the mind often leaves. It, It loses awareness. So taking an interest in that and in just the last couple days I've been exploring, so where does the mind go when it leaves, when I'm in pain? And I noticed two in the last couple days, two different places. One is it kind of goes to a zoned out place, and the other is that it goes, well, the other thing I noticed one time was that it started singing. So the mind started singing. So now again, you're noticing that I got lost in pain, or when there was pain in the body. The uh, instruction or the, the exploration is not try to force myself to stay with pain. It is, can I get interested in how the mind does what it does? It, it loses awareness. How does it do that? Why does it do that? What's going on? So um, in the exploration around um, kind of moving into the zoned out place, now this is, this is interesting actually, um, There are certain states of mind that we uh, get into where we think it's not possible or, or we're typically not aware. So the zoned out space, the spaced out place, that kind of thing, we typically are not aware in. But it doesn't mean that it's not possible to be mindful in those states. It kind of means that there's a habit of losing awareness in that mind state. 
And so in noticing the mind going into that zoned out space, or that there was a zoned out space, now the recognition of that came in the waking up into a kind of a buzz, you know, the mind kind of, actually it felt kind of like a pressure at the top of the head, you know, kind of like that lockdown feeling I described yesterday, you know, just a little bit of pressure that the mind went to. So taking an interest in, with that kind of experience, when the mind goes to a certain mind state, you'll wake up into, you may, you may, you may not, you may just notice after the fact, oh, you know, there was kind of a zoned out space there. But at times you may actually wake up into it and get a little bit of a flavor of what that mind state is like. And when you begin to recognize that, you actually see, oh, it's possible to actually be mindful of that. Then it's possible to begin to watch that state of mind. So having seen that zoned out place, I got interested in it. I I kind of got a flavor of what it was like. And then the next time I was experiencing pain, it's like, okay, you know, does the mind go to that zoned out place? And I've done this enough, actually, that I could just watch, there's that zoned out state arising, and just be in that space of that kind of, it kind of feels like a, a blocked off state, kind of like the mind has surrounded itself with a cloud. You know, it's in, it's in a protected cloud. It's like, okay, the mind's in a protected cloud right now. That's what's happening. The mind, that, the mind can be mindful of that. The mind can be aware of that. So noticing that, noticing that arising of that protective cloud and then being there, being with it, not trying to stop it, not trying to get rid of it, just noticing it. And because it's a phenomenon, it's a mental state, it arises, it passes away, it passed away. And I could watch it do that a few times, that arising and passing away. There was no need for the mind to lose mindfulness to be in that space. This supports continuity of awareness. The other exploration of singing, that one was interesting too, and I'm giving both of these examples to just give you some different um, offerings around investigation. So the mind noticed that it was singing, and when the mind woke up into the singing, um, what it noticed was that there was the there had there was had been a way that the mind had lost its grip on the pain. Remember, the singing had happened because of pain. There was pain in the body, and the mind had responded by getting lost into singing. So, in waking up into the singing, the the mind recognized, oh, you know, that that there's not that kind of being fastened to the pain. And that um, it was it was such an interesting contrast to see that the the mind would could be aware, the pain could be present, and the mind not be just glued to the pain. Often with pain, uh, the mind kind of gets stuck to it. At least for me, the mind will get a little bit glued to it. And so I could see that the the singing had been kind of a strategy of the mind to let go of that pain. And I could see in the, in the um, waking up into that singing and seeing that the mind had let go of the pain, had, is, was no longer so stuck to it. There was some period of time, say, you know, 10, 15 seconds, where 
the mind got to rest in what it felt like to not be stuck to pain. So the mind got a little flavor of that. And then <laughs> it came back. You know, the, the, the familiar grip of pain came back. At a later time, I think the sitting ended relatively shortly thereafter on that one. At a later time, exploring pain again, um, I got interested in that grip of pain as a phenomenon. And just, oh, you know, there's that, that way the attention is fastened to the pain. So I was observing and, and noticing that fastening. Again, because it is a phenomenon, it arose, it passed away. I noticed the mind not being in the grip of pain. It came back. I noticed it arise. I noticed the grip. I noticed it pass. I noticed it being free from that grip. So I watched it do that a number of times. So again, it wasn't necessary for the mind to, to do this strategy of singing to see it lose the grip of pain. So this exploration around noticing where I lost mindfulness supported me in a subsequent time to be able to be interested in exploring the process where I would have gotten lost in the past. Then there's um, mental states. We can get lost in mental states. And this kind of relates to what I was just talking about because essentially while there was pain in the body and the mind had a strategy for losing, uh, uh, avoiding the pain, essentially. Trying to find the ways to wake up into those strategies. Not to stop them, but to wake up into them. Um, those strategies tend to be mind states. Those strategies tend to be um, the mind creating some, constructing some state of mind. So then there are also other mind states um, that we tend to like zone into or get lost into. You know, you may notice that uh, you might get lost if the mind is bored or if experience feels ordinary or uh, if there's depression or perhaps if there's a threatening emotion, um, you know, strong anger, the mind just might go, nope, not going to go there and, and, and go to something else, kind of get lost in something else. So again, recognizing what we get lost in can help us. And in this case... Some of what we can, can, can observe is notice what we wake up into. Now, I've been encouraging you, especially around thinking, to notice what you wake up into. Planning, for instance. You, know, you may find yourself getting lost in planning. This is, this is a pattern you can begin to recognize. When you wake up into these things, you can begin to get a sense of, okay, I, I typically lose awareness when this kind of mind state arises. When I go, when the mind starts to plan, it's like the black hole of mindfulness. So this, again, helps to encourage us to be interested in that state. What is it about that state that has us getting lost? Um, and then just to... Um, um, kind of reinforce this notion of um, there, there are habitual states that the mind can go into. I mean, states that we have practiced a lot in our lives. Spacing out's a good one. You know, it's one that we've practiced a lot. Um, and they're, 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 again, they're strategies for dealing with life. 
You know, maybe from the time we were a child we learned how to, you know, our minds learned in order to avoid this unpleasant situation of what's going on in the house, the mind will create this mind state. And that habit often becomes a place where there is no mindfulness. But it's not necessary that there not be mindfulness there. So like with the zoned out state I described, it's not necessary that there not be mindfulness there. Another example from my practice along this, the spacing out kind of thing, just to give you another flavor for how and why the mind might do this kind of thing. Um, One day at breakfast I was noticing the mind kind of going into a spaced out state. Okay, the mind goes into a spaced out state and, you know, wake up into a spaced out state. It's like, okay, I haven't been mindful. The, the, the way we have been practicing or a typical move might be, oh, I'm spaced out, come back. You know, pay attention to breakfast, pay attention to eating. My in exploration became, well, can I be aware of spacing out? Can I be aware of that? And so I just explored watching that and I'd be eating, and then I'd feel the mind kind of move. It kind of felt like my eyes got a little bit, you know, uh, pulled in, and it it felt kind of almost like the mind kind of went up here somewhere. Okay, up and to the right. (laughs) And I could could be there. You know, the mind kind of went into this, and the the brain went into a slightly uh, altered state, a different brain rhythm, hung out there for a little while, and then it passed, and the mind woke up into the next thing, eating, chewing, moving, and the mind felt refreshed. And what I recognized was the mind did that to rest, you know, but I didn't need to lose awareness to have that rest. The mind could be aware of that resting. So just some encouragements to Um, get interested in the places you lose awareness as opposed to having judgment or having a contentious relationship with them. There's a lot we can learn, a lot we can learn from exploring this. And a lot of areas that our mindfulness can go where we wouldn't have thought it could go. So all of this will help in the sustaining of the attention.